Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to talk about the governance of our largest and most prestigious public universities here in the state of Michigan. The Larry Nassar scandal in East Lansing has inspired anew a debate about how we govern those universities, the three largest and most prestigious research institutions in the state, Michigan, Michigan State, and Wayne State, are all governed by elected boards, while the other colleges and universities, public colleges and universities here in Michigan, are governed by appointed boards. Should we be changing that system uh, to instill some more accountability uh, for those boards? Or is electing them the way to assure Accountability. We'll have a really interesting conversation about that with uh, a member of the legislature who wants it changed. Uh, we'll talk to someone from the Chronicle from Higher Ed about what other states do. And uh, we'll talk with you, of course, about what you think about the way we govern universities. So you're going to want to hang on to that conversation. It'll get started at just about half past the hour. But up front, yesterday, the Dow Jones stock market index fell a record 1,100 points. It was more than a 4% loss in the Dow, marking the first steep decline we've seen in months and years of gains in the stock market. The decline renews some fears with the Great Recession recession still really fresh in all of our minds. Is the market going to continue to fall? Will that fallout impact the economy really badly? Will jobs be lost and retirement accounts squandered? Or is this just a blip in the overall upward trend? The stock market was due for a correction. We all knew that. But how long will this correction last and how deep will it go? Joining us now to talk about what we are seeing in our portfolios is Greg David. He's a director of the Business Reporting Program and director of the Ravitch Fiscal Reporting Program at CUNY Graduate School of Journalism. He's a contributor for Crane's New York Business. Greg, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Yeah. So uh, I set that up uh, with a lot of uh, anxiety and uh, <laughs> and trepidation there. I think everybody's looking at their retirement accounts, their college savings accounts, their investments and saying, I don't know, this could be the beginning of something really bad. But uh, everything I read uh, this morning says, don't panic. Uh, this is probably a temporary correction, uh, and things will get back to the the overall growth that we have seen over eight years. Uh, give me your quick reaction to uh, what we're seeing and what it means. Well, the first thing that people ought to remember is it was the biggest point loss in history. Yes. Far and away, not the biggest percentage. Percentage, decline. yes, that's right. And that's crucial in in, tw- in the great uh, Black Monday of, of um 1987, the decline was more than 22%. Uh Mm -hmm. Now, the other two things people should understand are there's two words that are important here, correction and bear market. Uh Uh A correction is a 10% decline. We haven't had that yet, although we're we're north of 7%. Mm -hmm. A bear market is 20%. So if you understand the context, we're not even at the correction level. And the third point that people... Uh, could remember as you set it up, everyone staring at their uh, 401k accounts and worried. Well, everyone needs to remember just let's say where their account was when Donald Trump was elected president. 
in November of 2016, and you will be up substantially from that point. Right, right. So uh, that's context A. The second thing is, I was very interested in how you said all I've been reading is, uh, it's a correction, it's going to be fine. The other thing you hear over and over again, if you're a long-term investor, you should be uh, in it for the long term, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, let's understand this is the conventional wisdom of people who want you to stay in the market, whose incentive is for you to stay in the market. Sure. (laughs) If you're 25 years old and X amount is being taken out of your paycheck, actually you should cheer the decline because you're going to be buying stocks at a much lower price and someday that may benefit you. If you're well into your 60s the way I am, it's a much scarier proposition. Right, because the short-term, the short-term losses will matter more right. uh, at, at that end of things. Um, can you talk about why we're seeing this happen? I mean, uh, one of the things that's been remarkable about the last uh, eight years or so is that uh, we've, we've just been waiting for this to happen, uh, and, it, and it hasn't. And every... Every sort of marker where we would have seen things cool off just a bit, we've blown past it, and the stock market has just kept uh, kept growing. What 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 is it about now that says to uh, to investors, uh, uh, to, to to the folks who who control such things, you know, buying and selling? What says to them that, that there's some uh, there's something that needs to to change? Well, just be sure nobody controls buying right. or selling. That's <laughs> right. not a good word here. Um, what's changed? The economy's gotten too good. Frankly, the economy has gotten too good. Um, for the first time, what happened Friday is that the country added 200,000 jobs and wage growth mm-hmm. on an annual basis picked, ticked up to 2.9%. Right. This is really good news. This is really good news for the economy. And we've been waiting for that to we happen. We have been waiting for, ja- for wage growth to pick up with the rest of the recovery. But the market decided, uh-oh, because of this, the Fed's going to raise interest rates more than we expected. Raising interest rates might hurt stocks because more people might put their money in bonds. Raising interest rates down the road could be bad. The second thing is that the Republican tax bill adds $1.5 trillion to the deficit over the next 10 years, just at the point when economic theory says we should not be adding to the deficit because the economy is so good. Investors said, "Uh uh-oh, inflation might get out of control. If that happens, that interest rates are going to go even higher, and that's going to be bad for stocks. Neither is a given, but both is speculative. So a lot of people said on Friday and on Monday and maybe today, I better take my profits now because there are really big profits in that many people have in the market. Yeah, um, the Washington Post uh, this this morning has a story that talks about the perils of politicians taking credit for the stock market. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> right? My favorite. My favorite this morning is Nate Silver's piece on five thirty eight. Yes. Look, yes. presidents before Trump, for the most part, stayed away from taking credit for the stock market, because what goes up can goes down. Yeah. But he's broken every other norm we have, so why not break this one? And the political question that arises is, well, did he, if he wanted to own the upside, is he going to own the downside? Right, right. 
no answers today, but <laughs> just another factor to factor in the midterm election. Right. Uh, maybe he'll wake up this morning and tweet about it being all the Democrats' fault. That would be no. Right. They were very careful to stay away from it. Now, the other important point, and there's this really great column in the New York Times today by Paul Krugman uh-huh. that begins. The, the most important thing to remember is the stock market is not the economy. The second most important thing to remember is the stock market is not the economy. The third most important thing to remember is the stock market is not the economy. Right, right. That's true. You know, there's this famous uh, Paul Samuelson, the great economist, uh, t- uh, quip that the stock market has predicted nine out of the last five recessions. Right, right, uh, and that's <laughs> that's a great line. Um, you know, I, talk about that distinction, though. I mean, I think for a lot of folks, that, that that's lost on them the idea that uh, that that a booming stock market doesn't always represent a great economy, and at the same time, a cooling stock market doesn't represent economic decline all the time. You know, when the Great Recession happened, the stock market was down about 6,700, I think. Mm-hmm. I looked it up this morning. And, since, and during the Great Recession, it just kept rising, you know. Markets are about the future, not about the present. Right, right. Uh, and what's happening today is some fear that the market is uh, not going to continue to rise. Now, I disagree with the conventional wisdom. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be a correction. This is a historically long bull market. The increases we've seen just since the election, mm-hmm. plus just since um, Trump took office, and then another big surge in December and January, um, the, up, the increases on the upside are also unprecedented. Right. And, you know, we could be at the end of this cycle. We could be. Um, And I think this uh, sort of, uh, uh, oh, it's all going to be okay. I heard one on this radio this morning. This is a buying opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. That may be true, but it may not be true. The great bull market that began in 2009 may be over. Right. Um, And, and of course, we will see uh, later today, uh, whether whether you know it rebounds quickly. I mean, it, 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 we we've seen that before, where a sort of very very short term uh, decline uh, turns around uh, in a matter of in a matter of hours. Uh, this is Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Greg David. He is the director of the Business Reporting Program and director of the Ravage Fiscal Reporting Program at CUNY Graduate School of Journalism. He's a contributor to Crane's New York business. We're talking about the massive decline that we saw in the stock market yesterday. Is it a harbinger of things to come? Is it a minor correction? Uh, Is it just a blip? And what should investors do in response to that uh, news from yesterday? Should you be out trying to sell off stocks and uh, investments, or should you be in the market buying because uh, things are a little cheaper than they were just 24 hours ago. If you want to join the conversation, have a question about uh, what happened yesterday, what you should do, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones, as always. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, Greg, I want to ask you about the Fed uh, and that, that anticipated uh, hike in interest rates that was uh, that was coming. 
does what happened in the stock market maybe influence the Fed chair in a way that says, hmm, maybe we don't do that quite as badly uh, as we had predicted? Or is that, again, uh, mixing short-term uh, short-term actions and consequences with long-term ones? The Fed, uh, the Fed's mission is to ignore the stock market. Right. They are supposed to focus on the fundamentals. As a matter of fact, you know, during the um, during uh, several periods, both the tech boom of the 1990s and the housing boom, in retrospect, people said, "Well, should the Fed have punctured the bubble?" Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty clear. Fed chairmen and chairwomen have always said, "We are not in the business of puncturing bubbles." Right. <laughs> so uh, I don't think so. What the Fed is focused in on is on the underlying rate of inflation. And that will be their guide as to whether they're going to raise interest rates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's go to Mark in Gross Point. Mark, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Hey, Mark. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, I have a question. With interest rates rising, could this be a chance for corporations to increase their dividends? Lately, dividends have been radically low. Uh, the best I've seen are in the four percent range, mm-hmm. but most are even in one to two percent. Could this be a time where corporations say, "Hey, we need to keep people in our stock. We're going to start paying a better dividend." Yeah, here's a here's a little here's a little bonus or a present to uh, to keep you with us. That's a great question, Mark. Uh, Greg David, is is that something we might see? Uh, we're not. We we are going. We are likely to see increased dividends, but not because of the stock market decline. We're likely to see increased dividends because, of course, the Republican tax bill benefits corporations more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And while Republican economists claim it's all going to go into wage increases, most people think it's going to be given to shareholders. To and dividends is one way to do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's a great uh, that's a great distinction to to highlight given that we've been having conversations on this show and elsewhere about the tax package, who benefits, who doesn't, uh, this this narrative that uh, that it will help wages uh, is always sort of accompanied by a, a silence about, well, if they didn't pump, pump it into wages, what would they do with it? Uh, this is a, an example of something they could do with that money that wouldn't benefit workers, but would benefit investors. Uh, I would point out that 4% dividend is actually really good, given that it's hard to get 4% on a bond. So, Well, right. As the, I mean, the, people have to, one of the contexts here is that in an era of low inflation, um, numbers like 2%, Mm-hmm. Are not so bad, you know. That's a real, a real after tax ret- after inflation return, meaning you actually gained more, even accounting for inflation. Right, right. Mark, thanks very much for the call and the question. Uh, let's go to Dan in Birmingham. Dan, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah, I had a quick question about millennial effect on the market. It's the largest generation in American history. Obviously, the baby boomers had a huge effect on the market. Well, the millennials have an even bigger effect as they get into the their earning ages right now. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and uh, beyond just that question, what kind of effect uh, are they likely to have? What are the, the, the sort of attributes and characteristics of that generation uh, and how will they affect the markets? Great question, Dan. Uh, Greg, David, uh, what about millennials? I think we don't know. 
I think that's actually one of the things people spend a lot of time on. Um, will millennials save? They're being told to save in every personal finance story I um, read. <laughs> yeah. uh, will they do that? Um, and, of course, remember, the other great uh, uh, factor here is that the millennials are coming out of school with more student debt than previous generations. Right. How are they going to cope with that? How are they going to play all that out? We also know, for example, that because of the recession and the student debt, millennials have been much much slower to buy homes. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is that's a great question for which at the moment there is no answer. Yeah. Uh, and it's too, too soon to tell whether what we're seeing has something to do with the number of millennials who are either in or out of the market. I don't think it has anything to do with that. <laughs> I think they might like to think uh, that they have something to do with it. Uh, again, uh, Dan, thanks for the call. Let's take one more call here. Steve in Royal Oak, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Uh-huh. Um, my question is regarding rising interest rates and uh, how is this going to affect our federal budget now with um, – uh, billions and billions of dollars leveraged uh, on what were near zero percent loans, and hmm. uh, our uh, government has continued to borrow and borrow and just gave a huge tax uh, decrease to the richest people in the country. Um, where is that going to leave us uh, as we look forward? Yeah, that, uh, another great question, Steve. Thanks for the for the call, uh, Greg David. Uh, if the Fed raises interest rates, that makes our borrowing more expensive. Uh, the, the the borrowing hasn't stopped; it never stops in Washington. Everyone says they want to stop it, but it always it always grows. Is that something else that could affect the economy? Uh, yeah, well, it's going to certainly affect the budget deficit, mm-hmm. the budget, the federal budget. As interest rates go up, servicing the debt will become more costly. Yes, um, some of those increases in the debt are factored into the projections because people thought interest rates would not. Interest rates remain this low much longer than anyone thought, but sure. it's absolutely true. The increase in interest rates will widen budget deficits. Um, uh, Period. It's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Okay, Steve, thanks for the call. Uh, Greg David, director of the Business Reporting Program and director of the Ravitch Fiscal Reporting Program at CUNY Graduate School of Journalism, contributor to Crane's New York Business. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. My pleasure. Up next, we're going to talk about a looming vote of no confidence in the Michigan State University Board of Trustees by faculty at the university. And we'll talk about whether it's time to rethink the way university boards are selected here in Michigan. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Thank you.